1: Your yard always looks so peaceful. (laughs) All trees behind me. This is my quiet place.
0: How's the lighting? Is it okay tonight?
1: Yeah, you got the funky blue light again. I like that.
0: Yeah, I wanted hot pink, but someone said I should have blue because it's on brand.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, I don't have any Uh, lights. I don't have light, but I have my Captain America shirt on. That's all it matters. Can you hear me okay? Or should I get the uh, the microphone? No, you
0: sound fine.
1: All right, cool.
0: I, I don't I don't have my mic connected anyway. Am I okay?
1: Yeah, sound good.
0: All right. Got some got,
1: people. Hi, everybody.
0: Yeah, we got people rolling on. It's it's been quiet lately because everyone's going crazy back to work and stuff. But um, yeah, this is cool. So I figured we would kind of go back to doing. Um, you okay?
1: Yeah, just move, move my chair around. <laughs>
0: um, go back to doing something pretty simple, which is a question that I'm sure you get a lot. And I get a lot is what is the best method of delivery for TRT? As we know, some ways are a little bit more optimal than others, and some are more convenient than others. But let's start off with like pros and cons of each and kind of go down the list. How does that sound?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I like getting back to basics and keep it simple, you know. So, um, yeah, you probably get this question a lot. I do all the time, like, you know, what's the best route? And, you know, once again, it, it depends, right? Everybody's different. I always present the pros and the cons of both therapies and then let the patient decide. You know, what What do you think based on your – it's not just about what works better physiologically, but a lot of it's lifestyle. So let's go through the list. You know, with testosterone, typically there's uh, creams or gels. Um, there's injections. Um, there's pellets. Those are – really the big three with women they can often they can do uh, two forms of, of topical they can do a topical cream which is applied to the skin like the inner arm and there is actually a transvaginal cream a lot of a lot of the actual the hormones are, are very effective when applied transvaginal whether it's a cream or a troche or um a, you know something along those lines they work really really well obviously at much lower dosages but again um some women don't feel comfortable doing that others don't mind so um those are the it's biggest it's
0: scrotal cream for women basically
1: cream for women like like, like Allie's doing, it works great, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what I, I mean, you just rub it on your scrotum. And might I just say, we had a question a few weeks ago. Someone actually asked if women use scrotal cream. Legit.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> you do, you do now. <laughs> no wonder
0: um, there, yeah, anyway.
1: I do not recommend rectal administration, uh, however, but all the other forms we mentioned are good. So, sorry, Charlie. Um <laughs> gonna be my um so I think um I I would say mostly most of my men are on injections um I have several that are on creams and and like it very much my women it's kind of almost half and half half on cream half on injections I still got a handful of patients that still love pellets I mean and I like pellets they're they're fine for certain people but I know sometimes they get poo-pooed a lot by other other people or clinicians but they have their place and they do work but uh, it's definitely not my where I'd like to start because I like to, to figure their body out and titrate them and, and you can't really titrate a pellet at least in the beginning there's there's ways around that but in the beginning I prefer not to start with a pellet
0: I've heard such horror stories with pellets um, and then I've, I've had like some doctors in town that have had patients on pellets and then they call me and they're like what do I do they're having reaction. And I was like, What do you mean? What do you do? And then they end up giving them like an anti estrogen. And this is for men. Um, you the women, you know, we're, we're a little bit more reactive to stuff. But anyway, let's back up. Uh, So with injections, there's different size needles, because I know a lot of people don't like needles. And they think that injections are very similar to when you get blood drawn where they stick like an 18 gauge in your vein. Um, So the higher the gauge, the smaller the needle. And you can basically, you can choose what size needle you want to inject yourself with. And people can inject themselves, right?
1: Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in the old days used to be the, uh, the intramuscular shots. And they, they typically would be slightly bigger and deeper. And, of course, in the muscle, um, which is very painful. And a lot of guys still like that. Um, but I think most, of, most people are doing more sub-Q injections right into the skin, right into the fat layer. Um, because you can use a smaller needle and it doesn't go in as far and it's much less painful, the the thinking of oh my gosh it's going into the fat and it's going to aromatize and estrogen I mean there you know certainly scientifically there's some thought but I've never seen that clinically and most of most of my colleagues don't either um, again it's not really an issue especially if you're dosing them properly so for me it, I think it works just as well I mean our, our beloved uh, dear departed friend Dr John Crystal used to always say that you know it would actually have better absorption and actually more so, like eighty of eighty milligrams of sub Q is equal to one hundred milligrams I M. I don't know if there's any scientific truth to that, but um, sometimes you can go a little bit lower because it, absor- is a, it absorb is absorbed more slowly over time compared to the I M shot. So me personally, I prefer I mean, for my patients, you know, the sub Q because again, it's a you can use a smaller needle. It's much less painful, and like you said, a lot of people are needle phobic. And I when I explain them or I show them the needle, they're like, oh, that's no big deal. I can do that, you know, and that's and then it's no problem. Kind of like with peptides, we can use tiny little sub Q injections and. No problem whatsoever.
0: And I think, because um, like I know a lot of guys think sub-Q uh, has to be every day, but it
1: doesn't. It doesn't have to be. Some people do every other day. Uh, you, can, you can microdose it, you know, five, seven days a week. And that's probably the most physiologic way to do it, truthfully. But you get into the kind of the pain in the butt factor, kind of like the cream. You have to A lot, a lot of people don't like the fact you have to apply it every day. With the convenience of the injections that you can do it twice a week or three times a week. Um, that kind of thing you know in the old days you probably remember guys get a huge dose every two weeks and we learned that that's not the way to go because then they it, it spikes and crashes and side effects are more prominent and this and that so it's much more beneficial to do it I t- most of my patients are usually twice a week some are going three times a week I don't I don't think I have too many that are going every single day I, um, it is a very physiologic way to do it but again you get the, the whole point of the needles is more like my lifestyle so my patients that are very busy you know, entrepreneurs that they're working their butt off you know 50 68 hours a week they don't have time so they'd rather just dose it once or twice or, or something like that a week. it's just it's just a lifestyle issue so and that's yeah that, so
0: there's and there's still a lot of guys that are like every 10 days every 14 days on, on that protocol and you know we we've been over this before where if you guys have somebody giving you a protocol from uh 1995 similar to like the fitness industry giving crunches from 1995. Find another doctor to work with, right. um, because it's obviously suboptimal. Because then people wouldn't question it if they're not if they're feeling great. They'd be like, "Yeah, I feel great," and yeah. that does work for a very small handful of people. Right. But there's a reason why we've evolved, and medicine now realizes: well, you release testosterone naturally every day. So why wouldn't we try to align those injections with that same release pattern, right?
1: Right, exactly. You know, in case in point, some people are just, they metabolize differently, right? That's why I look at some of their lab work and uh, look at like their serum hormone binding globulin or uh, their lifestyle or just their overall metabolism. I have one patient in particular, it took a little while to to figure it out because he was, he would metabolize it very slowly, even though we were breaking up his doses, he would get some water retention, some other issues, and we finally found the right right spot. So he was kind of like a and every five day thing, and a kind of a a, a a blend of the faster and the slow slower acting forms, and finally hit it. But it took a while, I and mean, it just takes time sometimes to figure people out based on how they may, may, they uh, metabolize the testosterone, because that's that's big and important. Their liver health, their SHPG levels, their metabolism, their lifestyle. Those all those things kind of come into play. So it's not just like a cookie cutter thing. And then most uh,
0: pharmacies. So let's talk about like the esters. Most pharmacies will prescribe testosterone cipionate, which is probably the most popular, right? Because it right. has the longest half-life. Then there's enanthate and propionate. Nobody does really suspension,
1: right? No, not really. Um, I've had a lot of patients who have really liked, we kind of do an 80-20 blend of sip, cipionate and propionate. They get that little bit of cipionate, which is a little faster acting, faster metabolized. So they feel a little faster, but it also gets metabolized yeah. more quickly. Uh, that little blend seems to work pretty nicely for a lot of people. Not everybody, but uh, it works pretty well.
0: No, I've heard a lot of guys are very happy with that. How come some pharmacies will not carry that? They, I, I literally have asked pharmacies in town. They're like, test what? You
1: know what? <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I try to. I try mostly just to work with the, the good um, compounding pharmacies. That that's that's all they do is bioidentical hormones, and they're very 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 well versed and can make any combination that I need. Uh, it works much much more smoothly that way. And so, what would be um, for women? What is uh, an injection
0: dosage frequency and amount? Twenty milligrams. fifteen yeah, can you even get that low?
1: You can. It's a tiny amount. Those are you're typically using very small syringes or even an insulin syringe. So, um, some women I'll go as even as low as five to ten milligrams a week. Um, but you know, for injection. So, yeah, and that's. Mm-hmm that's not, you know, sometimes I'll start if there's any question, but I'd say most, most of the time we're going to be upwards in the, yeah, like 20, 15 to 20 to 25 milligrams. That's a good, that's a good point uh, to go. Um, But again, I'll I'll typically start a little bit on the low side and work my way up, especially if they're, uh, you know, depending on their symptoms and things like that. So.
0: um, I know, um, like, I I get this too, even if it's an insulin needle or a bigger needle is when I inject, sometimes I get some PIP, which is post injection, like pain or swelling or redness. So what recommendations do you have for people who experience like itching or some sort of inflammatory reaction? What could cause that?
1: Yeah, some people are just more sensitive to that. And sometimes it might be as something as simple as the oil that the testosterone is suspended in. There's a couple different forms. Grape seed is probably the most common one. And most people do well with that, but very occasionally off someone who is sensitive to it. So it might just be switching whatever, switching the oil around. That might be all it needs. Um, a lot of times I'll recommend people after you do an injection to kind of gently massage the area for maybe 30 seconds um, to kind of, and that some, seems to help, especially those people that get like some redness or irritation, just kind of, it helps to diffuse a little bit and kind of just works it into the tissue a little bit. Uh, obviously it's gonna be absorbing much more slowly, but just uh, it just seems to work uh, just doing that. Um, but if it's still persisting, then it might be a question of again, switching the oils, switching the form uh, maybe doing a, maybe breaking it up and doing a smaller amount each time. Sometimes it might just might be too much in the tissue. So, if you're doing one big dose or two big doses, maybe divide it into three doses per the week, or you know, so it's a smaller amount going into the skin. Sometimes that's worked as well, too. So,
0: you know what I want to try? I want to try injecting and then the Theragun like on my stomach because the peptides do that to me. Like, I feel like I got black and blues all over the place.
1: Oh, really? So.
0: Yeah, I figured the theragon would be kind of funny. That's like a joke, though. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so moving on. Um, The scrotal cream for men, you said it has to be applied twice a day. Where exactly on the scrotal area?
1: Well, (laughs) (laughs) depends who you're with and what you're doing, so... (laughs) um
0: some guys ask me though they're like can you can you have sex or do you have to abstain from sex within a certain time frame if you're using the creams
1: yeah no basically you just want to uh, apply it just kind of liberally smear it it doesn't really matter where you put it on the scrotum uh, i most of my guys that say like do it first thing in the morning or right before bed maybe maybe uh, right after your shower um kind of wash all the oils off and you're nice and clean and then you apply and you just kind of let it dry and um but yeah you have to the biggest issue with that is what i warn patients is the issue of transference so um, yeah, if you're snuggling with someone right away, yeah, you could risk transferring the testosterone to whoever you're with, whether it's your significant other, your kids, or uh, heaven forbid, your dog, or whatever, so you don't want to do that, so I tell everybody, about 30 to 60 minutes is usually sufficient, if you want to play, play safe, just wait an hour, um, and then you're usually good to go, could it still a little bit trans, but yeah, if you're going to have sex, then yeah, go for it, um, but if it's in within that first hour, so yeah, there's a chance that it'll a little bit will get transferred to your significant other.
0: So, so um, so that's creams. A, a
1: lot of a guys will do. Yep, that's cream. cream. So, creamly, um, you know, on the arm or the on the inner arm, another location, uh, as well as uh, the, you know, the the, the on the, right on it more, and they get a better effect. You get more of a conversion into DHT, which has uh, oh. kind of gotten a bad. Bad rep because a lot of the benefits you feel actually come from the DHT. It's, it does a lot of things positively yeah, of course, yeah. in terms of libido and um, uh, strength, etc. So that's not a bad thing. It is something you have to be, be, you know, be cautious of if you're genetically predisposed to balding or something. It could accelerate that, but that's more of a genetic thing. It's kind of a myth that, you know, L, you know, it's just going you're gonna go bald just because you're cranking up your DHT. So, um, scrotal is a great way to because it's awesome, and very, very good absorption to transvaginal and women. Uh, but if you don't want to do that yet, you could just apply it to the inner arms, to the inner thighs, Any skin's kind of thin.
0: And then, Natesco, has that hit the market in the U.S., the nasal spray?
1: I Not that I'm aware of. Um, it may have. I, I have not heard about Not anybody using it yet.
0: I lost you there for a minute because um, it's, I think that's popular in Europe. So basically, and then we never hear about the gels anymore. So Andrew gel obviously is garbage. So we never hear about that anymore. So, and, and there are guys that actually, whose doctors want to put them on that.
1: Sorry, I lost you there for a minute. What, what was that, that last part?
0: Uh, about Andrew gel, like there are doctors that still try to put men on that and, it's garbage, and we don't hear about that much anymore. So, like, why do people still try to prescribe that?
1: I don't know, and I think most people are getting it from either you know clinicians who, who aren't up on the current literature, or just a kind of old school type, type of stuff, or maybe they're trying to get it approved through insurance. But yeah, androgel and testim and these—they're just you know it's testosterone, but the dose, the percentage, the concentration is so low, it's just clinically almost useless. Um, you get, occasional guys will get some benefit, but it's just not nearly strong enough. So that's why I've used a, a much higher concentration from the compounded pharmacies. works much better and um, really no side effects. So, yeah, huge difference.
0: And what about, so the Trochis, which are like, they're like gummies that dissolve in your mouth for men. How are those effective for men?
1: Yeah, I've not really used those too much. That um, Some of those can be effective. It's Sometimes it could cause uh, it. They work. They are absorbed, obviously, but some people get some uh, ing- some gingival irritation of the skin, um, and it's k- kind of bothersome. So I've not really used that too much. Um, in the old, probably remember in the old days, they used to do, give like an oral form, um, which wreaked havoc with and killed your liver. Which, so that's not used anymore. Now there is a uh, a micro kind of like a, uh, a lipophilic kind of form um, that's for that you can give to older women. That's actually well absorbed and doesn't cause any liver problems. So If you have an, uh, someone who's older. Um, and they, they don't want to do any other forms that that particular type of, uh, it's like a micronized, um, form that's very well absorbed and, um, it's not a cause of liver problems, but it's not for men. It's mainly just for women. So yeah, I'm not, not used the buccal form really at all with, with too many of my guys or more my women really, but it's,
0: I want to be like the 75, 80 year old woman who's like injecting in the butt. Like, yeah, like I am,
1: let's
0: do <laughs> this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> People think I'm nuts. All right, any other forms? Did we go over everything?
1: I think we covered them all. Yeah, those are the biggest ones. I think, um, you know, touching on the, you know, the other one was the pellets we talked about a little bit. Again, that's more of a lifestyle <laughs> thing. If someone's who's really on the go lifestyle, they just don't have the time. They're just got a crazy, crazy business work environment. That might be an option for them. But again, I like to start them on some other forms, find their sweet spot and then, and then, and then do the pellet. But it's definitely not my, uh, my preferred choice. Can you
0: describe the procedure in which a pellet is inserted? case people
1: don't know yeah pellet basically it's it is a surgical procedure but it's done in the outpatient right in the it can be done right in the clinic for you know it takes me you know five minutes so um but basically we are uh, anesthetizing the skin basically in the upper outer butt area um with lidocaine and making it and clean obviously making a tiny little incision and we actually have a, a little device uh kind of multi-part device a little trocar that actually will insert the pellet which is basically a it's the, the hormones it can be estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. But in this case, we're talking about testosterone. It looks like a little tic-tac. So depending, uh, men will need a lot more than women, of course, but there's a a special device you have to use to insert it and you have to get it in the right area so it doesn't come out or cause any problems. So you have to do it a very particular way. But once it's in, the wound is closed and it's covered up. It's basically like, um, you know, it's just, just, like I said, it's just a mini-surgical procedure. It doesn't take terribly long, but it is mildly invasive. You are making an incision in the skin and you're going to be a little sore, may have a little bit of of discomfort for a few days so um, it's not um, unlike it's not like a shot where you could just go out and you're not going to feel anything you are it's it's you know you're, you have a wound and it has to be dealt with appropriately so it has to be treated with respect so it works it's just, a lot of my patients love it but um but that's that's kind of how the pellets work
0: interesting yeah um what else was i going to ask i already forgot it's close any to other, bedtime
1: any other questions from anybody's who been uh, fired? yeah
0: out. Anybody, no, but everyone's kind of quiet lately. <laughs> no, no, nobody wants to heckle me.
1: Everybody's recovering from the weekend. Another uh, another weekend of screwball whiskey, maybe. I don't know.
0: No, it definitely wasn't my clientele.
1: <laughs> you guys know who you are.
0: Some yeah. of you are on this
1: podcast they, or whatever. Yeah, they will not be admitting to you. I'm sure they're scared.
0: <laughs> the alcohol <laughs> one, they're probably like, uh, yeah, that's cool. All right, we can go drink.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, cool. Yeah, if anybody has any questions, feel free to fire them off. Happy to answer anything. Going once. There's Will. Will, you're late. Sorry, we're ending. (laughs) All right.
0: Well, thank you for your time. Joey says, thank you, doctor. Thank you, Joey.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's fun.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Bye, guys. Have a good night.
1: All right, see you guys. Take care.